I do it all. See home, mom. I do your one in the all. On the way are See home, mom. Hey, 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 guys. It's Elle. Uh, new week, new podcast. This is actually a kind of like a take two on recording the podcast because I haven't quite figured out. So I got a phone call. So I had to pause, pause the podcast and I haven't quite figured out how to pick up seamlessly from where I left off. It kind of like I do better if I just do it all in one take. Um, if I try to talk about a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. It feels choppy, even if I could blend it really well. So I just record the whole thing over again. (laughs) Um, But anyways, such is life. So, and I wasn't really loving the beginning of the first one. Like, let's be honest, because otherwise I probably would have figured out a way to connect it, right? (laughs) But, um, so big news this week, my son moved into the room with my daughter. So my husband and I are living like youngins again. <laughs> I have to re-record that. Okay, no, that's too, way too open. Way too open. Never mind. <laughs> Anyways, things are going great um, <laughs> since that move. But let me not act like it was all like um, roses. Okay, so my son has been moved out of our room for about four days now, I think. First two, the first day was great, perfect. Second day was, meh, I mean, he woke up a little bit, but, um, and my daughter woke up a little bit, but once she kind of understands what's going on, she doesn't wake up anymore. So once it happened once, once she woke up, once I told her I was going to be, um, breastfeeding him in there and in the chair, then she doesn't wake up anymore. Great. But then the next night, she was kind of having a little bit of a wakeful night. Um, coming in and out of our room and I was having to keep her quiet as to not wake up her brother uh so that little bit of a juggling act is kind of hard because they're both so young so just getting them to not wake one another up is a little bit harder but that's okay everybody I've talked to everything I read I haven't read much I'm gonna be honest again um touch with the fact that it's hard it will be hard but it is worth it. And I feel like a lot of good things in life are like that. So regardless of whatever, I'm going to start them off in the room together and we'll see how it goes. Uh, if they change their minds later, that's fine. I would love it if my kids could like all be in one room as they got bigger, a huge, huge, huge room um, while they were young. I think they would just really enjoy that. But maybe not. Anyways, so do 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 what else um so he's moved out oh and last night it was rough I left that part out uh my son is cutting a front tooth and he um apparently also had like a tiny little cold that seems to be like leaving now he hasn't had a runny nose um since like five (laughs) I guess that's not that far along like that long ago but regardless it's nice even when it's hard um so I didn't get much sleep last night so I'm recording this podcast tired but that's pretty much always okay so I have like a few topics as to not ramble um I like to lay them out for you guys 
that's what I do with my daughter. I'm like, this is what we're going to be doing today. Actually, she just asks me and then I usually tell her. So it's, I don't know, that's how my mind works. So I'm going to talk a little bit about post-pregnancy weight, a little bit about comparison, and maybe, if it's not too long, a little bit about my labor stories. I thought that would be kind of fun because nobody ever really tells you. Um, the details of labor stories before you're pregnant. So if anybody's listening to this who is single, it might be fun to, well, I don't know about fun, but it might be (laughs) a learning experience to learn about um, what labor is really like. Okay, so first, post-pregnancy weight. So I have been struggling this time around to just get myself back to being healthy, get myself back active, Um, and so yesterday I was just on the bed and I was kind of praying. I was like, you know, Lord, what am I going to (laughs) do? What's up with me? What's going on? And I felt like the Lord was kind of like, you're too focused on the problem. So I'm focusing on the weight problem. So I was focused on the weight. How can I deal with this? What can I do? Um, and he, I felt like he said like, I should be focusing on the root. So I need to focus on the fact that I don't take any time for myself right now. I have been um, kind of, you know, really putting my kids first, but forgetting to like take time to breathe, maybe take time to read a book, you know, get my nails done, do my hair, shower, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Regular hygiene, no. Um, Watch a movie. Uh, I do go out with my girlfriends usually like once a month. But that's probably, like, the extent. Like, yeah. So I'm trying to do better about those things. So then I can focus. Because once I start taking care of me, then it's easier to start taking care of my health. And then once I start taking care of my health, it's easier to be active. Um, And then once I start addressing all of those things, the weight kind of comes off on its own. Um, But I have to address that core issue. And it's hard for me because I feel like all the people... Um, I'm surrounded with that the way it just falls off of them. <laughs> They're like beautiful post-pregnancy, two, three, doesn't matter. And so, um, yeah, I can just get so caught up in that, which leads us to comparison, right? <laughs> and it's interesting because, you know, a lot of times on Instagram, it's like, don't compare yourself to people you don't know. Well, I don't really have that problem. I'm comparing myself to people I do know, but I'm still, I don't know the ins and outs of everything. And all of us have our own issues and things we struggle with. And I think too, um, like I'm, I'm so tired. (laughs) Like when do people get the motivation to, and the energy to go work out and take care of themselves? Um, just trying to balance everything. I feel, I've been really busy lately. The past two weeks, my kids have had no structure. They kind of went crazy for a little bit there. They're like, what is going on? Um, so, you know, the last few days of the week and definitely next week, I'm going to try and be home more just so they can get more rest because they need it desperately. And I don't want to push them or sacrifice those things just so that we can be out of the house more. It is beautiful, but um, I want to stick to the schedule they know. I think it's good for them. And it's good for me, too, to, like, 
get to be at home a little bit, go ahead and get dinner made. Um, yeah, it's just nice. So, but anyways, back to comparison. So I look at my friends' Instagrams, right? And I'm like, man, like, you know, they're being active. Or I'm like, man, um, all their kids, like, are perfect with each other. Um, like, maybe I'm not letting my kids play together enough. So my daughter and son love each other, okay? Like, hands down, think that the other one is amazing. That is not a question. They lay with each other. They kiss on each other. Um, but I do kind of, like, prevent my daughter from being a little too rough. If Just because, you know, I feel like as a toddler, she can't necessarily, she doesn't necessarily know uh, that something could hurt, right? And so... Um, I do feel like I stop her a lot from, like, being rough. And so I worry that I'm doing that too much and that that could create some kind of, I don't know, issue later. And in that, I'm probably overthinking things, but I do that. <laughs> um, the other thing is, let's see, so... Oh, I already said the thing about outdoorsy. I think I've just got to get to this point that I love my kids. And, oh my gosh, you guys, sorry. I'm playing with like a little thing and it keeps falling out of my hand and hitting something and making noise. So if you keep hearing noise, that's what it is. And I apologize. <laughs> and I can't stop playing with it. It's like my little like nervous tick type thing while I'm recording this. But anyways, okay. So I have absolutely no idea what I was talking about. Boo. So the kids, no, I really have no idea. Man, you guys, I'm so sorry. Like, you're going to listen to this and be like, wow, would have really loved a conclusion to that topic. And I'm going to have to say, like, call pregnancy brain, but it's post pregnancy brain because I'm not pregnant anymore. So (laughs) I have the children and have had him for quite a while, but my brain has still not returned to normal. But I am trying, guys. <laughs> um, but anyways, so comparison, it's definitely an issue I have. I see my friends' pictures on Instagram, and I'm like, I wish, there it goes again, guys. But anyways, I wish I was doing these things. But anyways, I'm trying to just let myself be myself. I was worried that I was putting my daughter, this is so funny, I was worried I was putting my daughter in timeout too much, Okay. So I'm going to give you guys, let you guys know what timeout is. So I decided that I wasn't going to do the general timeout where I go put my daughter in her room and then leave. That's not, I don't know if that's the general timeout. But instead what I do is just if she's doing something, I remove her from the situation, but I go with her. Um, So let's say she's standing against the wall, so she can't play, so I make her stay there. I get down on her level, I hold both hands, and I remind her who she is. I'm like, you are amazing, you are kind. Like, what's going on that it's hard to do this right now? You know, I'm not gonna let you be unkind, that's not who you are. You know, if you're getting frustrated, you can do this. If you're um, having a hard time, you can do this. But anyways, that's my version of timeout. It's effective. She doesn't, she, she doesn't like it. And she, but there's no, I don't know. She doesn't seem ashamed. She just seems very remorseful. 
Um, but anyway, so I did that. And, but I felt like maybe she was going in timeout too much. So I asked my doctor and she asked me how many times in a day. And I said, well, this last time, most recently, she went into timeout three times. And she was like, oh my gosh, that's nothing. Well, that made me feel much, much better. (laughs) Um... But yeah, so I'm trying to teach my daughter to talk to us. Like, if we want her to take a nap and she does not want to go down, you know, we will make her stay and keep walking her back to her bed, her bed until she goes to sleep. And we will tell her that, you know, if you don't lay down, if you don't stay in your bed, um, like you can't come out until you take a nap. But then now that her brother's in there, it's a little bit different because now she'll try to wake him up. And so if she tries to wake him up or if she tries to take his passy away from him while he's sleeping, then there has to be some kind of like consequence, you know, because that's unkind, right? So we will take a toy away or just things like that. And so um, that's like devastating to her. And so it makes me feel so sad. <laughs> um, but it's weird because I feel like the only time she doesn't want to take a nap is when she's overtired. So the fact that nobody slept last night, that's why she's overtired. Uh, but you still need to teach them that lesson and create that boundary. But it can be so stressful. Okay, so there's that. And then what else? Um... I was going to tell you guys about my labor story. I thought that would be kind of fun. Um, So, obviously, I have two children, so I have two labor stories. They were very, very different. So, with my daughter, I had, like, a great pregnancy. Everything was perfect. And then I went to the doctor, and I had a different nurse. And she was very rude, very mean, very scary, (laughs) to say the least. When I walked in the thing, she said, oh my gosh, look at your ankles. I bet you have preeclampsia. Mind you, you could touch my ankles. They didn't stay swollen or anything. They'd um, just gotten swollen. And so I went in and I had never, ever, ever had any sign of high blood pressure at all. But then... I went in, she was there, she took my blood pressure, and it was high because I was freaking out. (laughs) And I told them that, and so they told me to come back, but it was still the same nurse. Um, The other nurse just so happened to be on vacation for that week. And so I got stressed again, and when you have two readings on two separate days, you are supposed to be induced. So had I been at a doctor, more than likely I would have been induced immediately, but they told me that I could wait um, since the baby was showing up fine on the, the like, reading, that I could wait until that Saturday. Was it a Saturday? Yeah, a Saturday night um, to be induced. Well, then I went into labor on Friday evening while out to dinner with my husband. But the greatest thing about that, about about knowing that I was going to be induced, is that my husband had told his job in advance. We were able to prepare um, 
have everything ready. And so it didn't kind of come as a surprise. So that was great. Um, but I went into labor that evening. It was so rough that night. I was trying to just let my husband sleep. The next day I took a bath to kind of like slow down the contractions because I knew I was going in that evening. So I just wanted to wait. I just wanted to make it till then. I don't know why I thought that. Like I should have just let the contractions go, but I didn't. They were rough. Okay. So when I got there, Saturday at 10 p.m. I went in and I got there and I was only three centimeters dilated, but it hurt so badly. Um, So I knew that I was going to be getting Pitocin. Um, So I went ahead, since I was going to be getting Pitocin, and I knew that would hurt more, I went ahead and got an epidural. Well, then they made the decision not to give me Pitocin. Had I known that, I wouldn't have gotten the epidural yet. But so um, then I was in labor until Sunday. So that was Saturday night. So Sunday evening, yeah, Um, or night. Uh, I had, I had gotten to the point where I was going to push, so I was 10 centimeters dilated, and I pushed for three hours and 45 minutes, and my daughter was not coming out, not coming, she was, like, stuck, I guess. So they used clamps to pull her out, um, and come to find out she had been sunny side up, and so what would have probably needed to happen um, especially if I hadn't been on the epidural, is to turn her. Um, but, and then maybe she would have just come out on her own. But then when she came out, she had a little bit of fluid in her um, lungs from being in the birth canal for so long. And she, um, what else? She, she had fluid in her lungs from being in the birth canal for so long. Oh, and then she was showing signs of having some kind of infection. They were unsure what. Or, no, she wasn't showing signs. I, when they took my, like, red me or something, I had some kind of infection. They weren't sure what. So as soon as there's any proof that the, my, like, since my temperature was elevated, that's what it was. I had a fever when she was born. So if there's any proof that there's a possibility that I might have had an infection, on top of the fact that she had a little bit of fluid in her lungs, she was automatic NICU'd. Um, and apparently from what we gathered after all this was over, once you're in the NICU, you're in there for about five days. It's hard to get out early. Um, because the antibiotic that they were giving her took five days, but they didn't tell us that at the beginning. So we were always waiting each day to try and get her out. That by far was the most stressful part of delivery and stuff was that first five days and come to find out that infection that I had was pneumonia. I had gotten pneumonia while, um, at some point, I don't know when, uh, but I didn't show symptoms except at night while sleeping. So after she was born, so I just got the medicine, everything was fine, but that was why. And so because we didn't do that, it was difficult to like establish a breastfeeding connection. So I pumped with my daughter for like the first 16 months. Birth story ended. It was beautiful though. Like I still pushed her out at the last one and there was like 25 people in my room at the end when, um, they had to pull her out with the forceps. But, um, I just loved the fact that I used a midwife because it was still like more natural than getting a C-section. Okay. So then baby number 
I thought he was never going to come. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be, I'm just, oh my gosh, going to be pregnant for 3,000 years. But he came at 38 weeks and five days. I had gone to sleep and I had a dream. And uh, in the dream, it felt like someone like punched me or kicked me on the inside of my stomach. And uh, and then it kind of like felt like it burst, and it wasn't like an explosion or anything like that. Like it was just a like a a drainage or something. Um, and I was like, oh my goodness, I think this is water breaking because I didn't experience that with my daughter. Um, my water didn't break until I was starting to push. So I called my midwife and I said hey my water just broke um they're like oh well how are your contractions doing and I was like oh you know they're not bad like I don't even know if I've had any yet and I was like oh I think I just had one they're maybe like 10-15 minutes apart right now um and then as I was talking to her they were getting a little bit closer together but I didn't think anything of that and so we decided together to kind of I would call her back in an hour and see if I needed to come in well, let me tell you, that hour they went from <laughs> 10 to 15 to 5 and then to like 3 minutes apart. They were very intense. So then um, my best friend, Andula, got to my house before my mother could. So she stayed with my daughter while we went, to the ho- went ahead and went to the hospital. So um, until my mom got there. And then she came to the hospital too. But so on the way (laughs) to the hospital, I felt like I was going to have to deliver this baby in the car. Like my body was doing all the work. It was forcing me to push and I was fighting as hard as I could against it. So in labor, I would say this, it's, it's not easy. It's not like a, like it's not like an easy like feeling. I don't know how to explain that. It's like a lot of pressure, but when I started fighting to not push and my body wanted me to push, that was the most pain. I was like screaming at the top of my lungs. I was like in a daze. Um, but then while we were driving, I kind of calmed down. My, my contraction slowed. And then we hit the parking lot of the oh my gosh, what's it called, of the ER, and they were horrible, I was screaming, you know, my husband was probably so embarrassed, I didn't want to walk, because every single time I took a step, um, my body was trying to push the baby out, crazy, (laughs) Um, so we ended up getting me a wheelchair, every bump we hit, I was like screaming, Um, and so they wheel me, they wheel, when you wheel in, you wheel into the ER. So you're in labor, the ER people force you to go into the ER first. And if you are fully dilated, they take you. Well, they t- said to me, oh, you're only five centimeters. I'm like, are you sure? Like my body's making me push. And they're like, we're sure. So they transferred me over to my midwife. We get upstairs and she's like, you're fully dilated. I'm like, what? They said I wasn't. And I was like, they, she said they probably just were mistaken. I was fully dilated and ready to push. So I pushed for probably 10 minutes, maybe, 12 minutes, maybe. Um, 
my best friend Sashula also arrived for this part so she got there about the time we got upstairs I'd probably pushed maybe twice um before she got there and they they kept telling me I was screaming at the top of my lungs every time I pushed and they were telling me um don't scream like the energy that you're using to scream use that to push the baby out so I didn't listen to them at all <laughs> I was screaming but then my best friend Sashula got there and she told me the same thing. She told me just focus on it. They can see the hair. They can see the head. Um, if you do this, the baby will probably come out in the next couple pushes. She told me all that. And I listened to her. I don't know why. I just do. <laughs> and I felt the ring of fire, you guys. Yeah, don't, didn't like that part. But then the baby came my my son came after that and it was amazing so in the two labor stories I definitely loved and enjoyed the second one more I loved being able to be like being able to scream and just like let out all of that like energy it felt good afterwards um so I had no IV like I literally got to the hospital pushed and that was it. Like, <laughs> it was just crazy. Um, and we already had a baby just like that. Okay. So I was in labor for approximately two hours and like 50 minutes or 40 minutes or something. Cause I went to labor at 12 and I think my son was born at two fifty-five. and the doctor told me I was, um, at the hospital, maybe 20 minutes total before my son was born. So, <laughs> it was a crazy whirlwind, amazing experience, people tell you that, and you just don't believe it. Now, it definitely was hard, and definitely hurt, but definitely would do it again, and plan to do it again, whenever we have another kid. Um, I would say that the healing process for me, I felt like it was a little bit harder, um, doing it completely naturally, and having the baby so fast, um... I also was only in the hospital for 24 hours. Um, and the baby rooms in with you. So there was never any sleep to be had. <laughs> so I was exhausted. Um, and then we were home. It was just like that. It was just like it never even felt like we made it to the hospital. Like I re- like it was like I went to a doctor's appointment to have the baby and then I went home. And in actuality, looking back, I think that's wonderful. In the moment, I was just like, I wish I could have a nap. I definitely think for our next child, it would be nice um, to, like, have a family member or someone come and stay with us for, like, the first week or the first couple of days. Just it's, like, I, you're just, like, in zombie mode because you're not sleeping because you have an older child now. So the labor part's never really, like, that part, it's, like, nothing compared to, like, the real life part, right? Um, but, yeah. So those are kind of my labor stories. I love them both. Uh, And I've heard a million different types of labor stories and really nobody cares. They just want happy, healthy babies. And that's really all that matters. Um, I used to always think that you had to be really fit and like, I don't know, like have like perfect body and run a lot and all this stuff to have a quick labor. But I 
didn't have those things. <laughs> and I still had a great labor for me. So <laughs> I have no idea what it is. I think maybe it's the kid or maybe it's just because I like prayed about it. Um, I don't know. Uh, and then my son is an excellent latcher. Uh, those cluster feeds are terrible. Let me tell you. But other than that, it's been great. So that's kind of it. And yeah. All right. Well, I hope everyone has a great week. I'm like ending this very abruptly. I guess I should have some kind of ending. Like next week. (laughs) I have no ending. I'm just going to end it there. All right. I totally love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. It was like all over the place and all those thoughts I didn't finish. Um, In the next couple weeks, I'm not exactly sure when I'm going to have a guest on. Uh, She doesn't know this yet. So if she listens to this before, um, I'm going to have a friend who's a counselor on. And so I'm going to try and get some questions and um, we're going to answer them. She's going to answer them from her counselor perspective. And I'm just going to comment. (laughs) Anyways, you guys, uh, give us five stars. That helps. I mean, give me five stars. That helps. And email me anytime. I love giving you guys emails. And um, I'll write back as quickly as I can. And feel free to DM me on Instagram at The Unwritten Memoir. Or DM me on Twitter at Memoir Unwritten. I love hearing from you guys. And I would love um, someone to send me a voice message on Anchor. Which you have to have the app to do that. But... Yeah, so I'll talk to you guys soon, and um, yeah, hope all is well. Bye, love you guys.